You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ask a Drone You. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. Thank you for joining us. So glad you're here. Definitely. Today we've got kind of a technical question, kind of a quickie though too. When you are trying to entice your kids to get motivated to take on something other than social media, well, maybe drone flying is the answer. Maybe taking them out and having them explore the world through the skies might just be a way to invigorate them or even you. Let's be real. Well, that is the question for today is about bringing your kids on as visual observers. And a lot of people have been wondering, well, are there requirements? Are there restrictions uh, to be a visual observer? So we're going to be hitting that question today. Thank you again for joining us. If you have a question, please go to askdroneu.com. Even if it's just a response to maybe something we've done, we, we appreciate that. We appreciate the questions. As always, we appreciate the opportunity to take flight and help other people do the same. So Rob, why don't we just go ahead and let's just uh, let's play that question. Hey guys, love your show. Uh, I got a question. I'm trying to get my boys into um, the drone industry and get them interested in how this works. If I'm 107 certified, what is the age limit of a visual observer? Thank you. Thank you, Jay. By the way, Jay asked his question at askdroneu.com. We know you have questions. Hop on there and ask him. We really want to hear from you. Um, it is interesting. I mean, because... Theoretically, could they be five? I mean, yeah, and it's it's funny because we talked about this on the walk, and before we got the technical answer from part one hundred seven, and it's funny because I was analyzing how I was responding to you like three days later, Um, but I was like, you know, if I were an investigator and something wrong were to happen, and you're counting on a visual observer who's like ten years old, you're kind of wondering, are they even capable of making like the decisions necessary? And I'm sure many of you parents out there would be like, well, yes, they are capable of making those decisions. Um, but then the next question is, is okay, well, they can, they do it under pressure. Uh, yeah. you know, where, where us, how will they do on the stand? Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I'm sort of kidding, but tongue in cheek. But are you kidding? Because I feel like a lot of people don't think about that. And, uh, gosh, I can't even imagine that. I cannot yeah. imagine that. Woof. That, that was dark. <laughs> I guess. Well, <laughs> well, and, no, you think, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that there are, I think there's theoretically, that chance, right? But is it a point zero 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 one chance? Probably. I mean, it probably is that. Especially with the FAA, that it's limited. Point yeah. Zero 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 one. Anyways, um, yeah. Yes, no, for sure. But when you actually look at the regulations, uh, the visual observer does not have to meet the same requirements as the remote pilot in command. So they do not have to be. Uh, or they're not requirements, excuse me, as I understand it. That being said, though, there was a very interesting question on the recency exam. I took my recency exam from the um, from the comfort of my black leather chair. And yes, FAA, I did it in my briefs and nothing else. So I hope you got a great picture with that. Um, picture? Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Anyway, on those recency questions, there are only 30 questions, by the way. 
you want to know the other funny part? There's only one question about airspace, and it's about which airspace has which protocols of acquiring authorization into that airspace. But I brought all this up not to poke poke the bear, which I should be poking every day, but actually I, I brought this up to showcase one of the questions on the exam was what is one of the provisions of uh, registering your drone? And one of the provisions was that someone has to be over the age of 13. And then that made me wonder, huh, well, they say that the VO doesn't have to meet the same stringent requirements as the remote pilot in command. But over here, they're saying if you're registering a drone, making a legal decision that you've got to be 13 years old. Well, and I suppose like in so many facets of life, a little deducement is in order, right? <laughs> Again, so probably not wise to send your five-year-old your five-year-old out there to be a VO. And ultimately, it's, again, like so many decisions that we have to make in life, you got to use some discernment, use your brain. But you do have to think bigger picture and think down the road like you're trying to get people to do with the questions about legal issues, potentially. Can I throw a wrench in this whole thing? You, no. <laughs> you, wrench? Uh, so do you know the federal government says you got to be 13 to use the internet? No way. Ye oh, yeah, that was the reaction I was going for, too. <laughs> <laughs> Where? <laughs> <laughs> Let's share that link. Okay, it's the FCC's website. <laughs> I'm so curious. Uh, is that is so when Al Gore set this whole thing up? Hey, 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 hey! Hold he on, hold on, hold on. The, uh... <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. I was talking about this with one of my other friends, and they're like, "Well, the government does say you have to be 13 to use the internet." Was it Jason? <laughs> <laughs> if it was Jason, I'm definitely uh, looking it up. No uh, offense, Jason. Yeah, no offense, Jason, but you were wrong on the macbook pro too so hey there's that <laughs> oh jason yeah we Love all needed it. you know all needed some grace but anyway getting back to the vo use your son as a vo but what should you do to probably ensure that your son is a good vo make sure that you have a standard of communication right are you talking about of uh, the drone and its position in space relative to the drone or relative to the pilot probably a good idea to talk about it in relation to the drone number two there are some protocols as far as the FAA explains that there should be a clear view to the drone and a clear form of communications from the VO to the pilot. Uh, so think about that as well. Um, also think about radio, right? If you got two hands on a stick, it's going to be hard to operate a radio. So you may want one of those little radios like the BB talk ones that are fixed to your head and you can just talk. They're actually pretty cool. They use them in wake surfing training. I recommend them. Hmm. So very Rob, interesting. I think we covered that one. Short and sweet. I, I mean, I would imagine that's what he was hoping to hear. I think that that is right. Well, everyone, that is going to do it for us today. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of Ask Drone You. Please send in those questions. We would really appreciate it. But that is going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, Experts and apprentices, we are creators. We are the Drone Youth.